0: Hi, Peter. Hey, Troy. What's up? How are you doing? Uh, thank you for being here, first of all. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, my name is Peter Hyatt, and I lead a ministry at Clemson University called Baptist Collegiate Ministry. I'm the director there.
0: So, how are you dealing with this uh, current situation right now?
1: Yeah, like everybody else, just trying to figure out a new way of life. Um, we, uh, my wife and I, have four kids, so we. you know doing our thing at home and my wife works in the medical field with elderly people so we're having to be extremely careful we're taking it very serious um but having positive attitudes and making the best of the situation i mean uh, mentally just trying to stay strong because if you have to be stuck inside or um we have it pretty good you know we got internet and air conditioning and some uh you know family and that type of thing so we uh, just trying to figure out, like, how much do I read in the news? How much do I not? Um, taking little breaks from that, but staying educated. And then just trying to think positive and try to think about other people.
0: So, uh, let's see. How does, how, does, how does faith place in this? Uh, does it play a role in this? How does faith, your faith play a role in this?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's massive for me. Um, I haven't always had a relationship with, with God, with Jesus. Uh, so for me, like my faith in Jesus is the only thing that doesn't change. It just seems like there's so much uncertainty today. Uh, it's maybe one of the first times in my life outside of maybe nine eleven, or some other things that I felt completely out of control. I don't know the future. And so for me, my faith in Jesus, uh, gives me a lot of a lot of hope, a lot of peace, a lot of, uh, I guess, certainty in the uncertainty, and then, oh, it's going to be okay, no matter what. Like he'll care for me. So, yeah, faith is huge. But what,
0: what kind of what kind of certainty are we talking about here? What kind What kind of uh, certainty does does you, your uh, your faith in Jesus give you? What What's What's that? Uh, how is it different from uh, what others are getting uh, so let's say we we are getting certainty from our um our control over things like and we go for like having having more monies and stuff yeah so and and then uh, we we go for a career we go for like friends and families and all that kind of stuff our uh, but, health yeah our health definitely and so but in this uncertain time um, those kind of things seem so uncertain but what how is it so your certainty in jesus christ how is it different from that those like those certainties that uh that people who don't who doesn't know people who
1: don't know jesus have that's what faith is it's like confident the confident assurance of what you hope for will happen so it's being certain and uncertainty, right and so it's it's subjective per person, right? because it's you can't like you can't see Jesus, you can't um, you know and so I think it's that's what faith is, right? And so there has to be some sort of analytical um there has to be some sort of like you have to be convinced okay and for and for me, I think there's you have to be convinced in two ways. One is a um, analytically like you have to like does it make sense? And then two spirit experientially like like this whole thing is about a relationship. it's not about doing certain things it's about knowing someone and and so when you know, come to know Jesus, there has to be some sort of experience because a lot of it is, Craziness. I mean, like the whole scriptures is just like people walk, him walking on water and raising the dead and all of these supernatural things. And so it's really like a certainty of the supernatural coming in contact with the natural, meaning Jesus said the kingdom of heaven came to earth and there's like interactions. And so uh, I think my experience with Jesus is it has created a, a tremendous amount of confidence and certainty that what he's done for me just internally, and then, which which really spills over to the external of my life, um, he he's the only thing that's been su- sustaining in my life. Like everything changes, everything will change, and he's the one constant. And I can't prove it, but it's something that's changed my life. Not something someone, and uh, I'm very confident in, in in that. And so, I think my experience with Jesus initially, and then my experiences since then creates confidence in, in faith in him.
0: Okay, so uh, let's describe uh, your, your experience with Jesus. How did, you, how did you get to know him? How did you, how did you meet him?
1: Yeah, so I, um, so I grew up um, going to a church. My parents did a phenomenal job of loving me. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think Jesus was very essential in my life. I didn't have much interest in him. Um, and, you know, at the time, I, 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 don't know if, uh, that church, you know, was completely sold on Jesus either. I think it was probably more, uh, universalist. Um, and that's kind of how I thought always get to heaven and, and, uh, you know, I, I just wasn't interested. And so I didn't even understand what Christianity really was. I had no had no clue. I thought the gospel was a type of music. I didn't know it meant good news. I didn't know I didn't know anything. And so I just kinda you know, and just the way my personality is, is I uh, I'm gonna go try to find happiness. I think everybody is. And so I went to seek out contentment, which everybody wants to be content in everything but the supernatural. So it was um you know, just it started out, whether it be like adventure sports or people or the party or alcohol, substance abuse, drugs, um, like I was looking for happiness in any way I could find it. And. Um, I what wasn't really working, you know, and I had I had come in contact with uh, two different uh, groups of Christians that. Really burned me, man. They were like some hardcore, judgmental type people. In my interactions with them, kind of like I walked. This was about when I was about, I guess I was nineteen and twenty. I walked away from those people saying, "If that's what Christianity is, I want no part of it." Uh, Somehow, some way, I think I was still okay with the idea of God, but He was still an idea. He was more like like a like a grandpa up in heaven that maybe. Granted a request here and there, um, but I do I didn't want anything to do with like Christians because I thought they were pretty judgmental. And then uh, about six months after one of those encounters, I I went to work in a carpet factory in my hometown, and I met a man there by the name of Big Dave. Um, he was in his mid 40s. He's I was you know 22 or I was I was 20 years old and he, the first day of work he had a hat on that said uh i think it said like i walk with jesus or something and my first reaction was like oh man like i gotta work with this this guy you know another christian and he uh he proved me wrong from from day one i mean like and i tested him like i was like a champion at like pushing christians buttons to see <laughs> to see how <laughs> how much i could take them off like were they gonna judge me were they gonna love me man i, I was such a punk and so I kind of was testing him, and all Big Dave did was love me back. And I was so intrigued with his life because here I am, keep in mind I'm a 20-year-old drug, daily drug user um, trying to find happiness in this world in all different ways. And here is a, like literally um, a man who's working in a carpet factory, and he's just completely content. And that was so intriguing to me because I didn't have any contentment. And so I just kind of watched him. And, he, and I just watched him, watched him, watched him. And I finally started asking him questions. Why are you a Christian? And, you know, and he would respond. And, and actually he um, was, he said, well, I was, uh, I was uh, drunk and I was doing drugs. And I was like, you? What? You know, and that was my current life. So that was really interesting in how he told me how God had changed his life. And at the same time like the conviction of God came on me. And I I didn't know what that was. It it felt awful. Um, Like what that, really what that was, was like my life was becoming, it was unraveling. It wasn't making any sense anymore. I wasn't finding contentment in the alcohol and the drugs and whatever else. And I felt awful. And I knew that, I knew that was God. At the same time, I I knew that I needed whatever Big Dave had. And, And it's like God whispered in my soul, he has my son Jesus. And so I basically just gave up my will one day. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. And whatever Big Dave is, if that's Jesus, then I want that too, and I'll, I'll follow. I'll follow you. And so I, I wasn't in church. Nobody led me in a prayer. Nothing. I just literally through the conviction of God. I just started following Him.
0: Well, that that, that sounds wonderful. Like, I, I want to meet that guy, Big Dave. Yeah, you that's, should. He's yeah. amazing. He sounds wonderful. Yeah. Uh, so how, do, how, how did your life change? How, what, what has changed uh, ever since that conviction came to you?
1: I mean, there's a lot of names of Jesus in the Bible, but the one name that I connect the most with is he's called the Prince of Peace. And my chaotic world, um, you think of it like a, like a raging sea and a storm went quiet as glass like, I just had, I had peace, and it went from, like, feeling unsafe to feeling completely safe to fearing death to looking forward to it in a a weird way, you know, like, um, he just completely changed my mind, my mindset, my desires. Um, Yeah, I mean, it was just, I, I wanted him, and, like, I think for me to, like, go all in with Jesus was really scary at first, and, and before I was a follower of Jesus, I thought that if you gave your life to God, you were going to become like this awkward dork, you know, and and I really, that was kind of a lie, because once I was actually in chains, and once I gave myself away, then I became free, and that's that's the catch-22. We think that when we give ourselves away completely to God, like, He's going to, like, chain us up. No, it's like complete liberation, and so it, the issue of control is is maybe one of the number one things that we we struggle with as humans we want control but when you give up control to god it's like you have freedom it was it was so liberating now i've had some really like awful days since then that was 20 something years ago but i've never had a hopeless day like i've had crazy days but never a day with not like deep peace and so that's never that's never changed for me and it's 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 wonderful.
0: Yeah, that is very powerful. Yeah, once you experience uh, experience God, you you have that conviction. You have the, uh, the the deep peace inside of you. So, no matter what happens outside, uh, you still have that peace. That's what makes us different, I think, in my opinion. So, so one of the, one of the, one of the questions uh, the the people a lot of people ask is if, if if God is loving God, why does he why doesn't he give us all the all the good things, and why does he Give us all these viruses and all the uh, all the bad things in the world. Why does it
1: happen? And do you have an answer to that? I mean, it's a great question. It's something that we we'll, we wrestle with. We're always going to wrestle with. Like, I mean, the reality is, is that like there was perfection, and like we decided to go do our own thing. So I don't I don't think it's really God causing these things to happen. I think it's we we make them happen. And the question is. Is how much does God interact with us, and why does He interact with us more? Well, I mean, yeah, I would. If I was God, then I would just like zap it all the way, right? But if you, you know, you ha- He has to create free creatures that want to love Him. And I think, um, you know, the bigger question for me is, how could God allow all this? Is God even good if if evil exists? My question is, is what if what if He had never come to Earth? Like, what if God had never sent His Son to earth? What if Jesus had never brought the kingdom here? What if He had never sent the Spirit of God after He left the Holy Spirit? What would this place look like? And so I think there's this uh, misconception that if you become a Christian or that God's going to make everything great, there's nobody had more, a crazier life than probably Jesus. And like somebody told me once that suffering is inevitable you like, you're going to suffer in this world. So I, I sure would rather suffer with Jesus than without him. And so I think that's the posture I've taken is saying like, like, I don't know what the future holds. It's, it seems to be crazy, but I'm hopeful. And I like, I, I may not have peace exteriorly. Like, let's say we get, I get sick or whatever, but I can have peace inside. Like I can still have joy. And that's, and that's something that, that God gives. And so I'm just going to, I don't fully understand God, but I'm just gonna try my best not to shake my finger at him. I've shaken my finger at him before, right? That um, that's not the posture you maybe want to take. Can Can he handle it? I think he can handle it, but I just think we need to come in a posture of, of gratitude and thanksgiving for w- how he does interact with us and the PC does bring. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you bring up a good point that uh, that like uh, like a parent loving loving a child, if the, if the child is Like the prodigal son story, like a child goes away doing whatever he wants to do, and just he lives his own ways, and uh, but the parent still loves him, still loves the child. So he uh, he goes after the child, and he uh, waits for him to come back and that kind of stuff. So it's it is it is. uh, He he did not abandon us. He did not abandon us. He he already. Gave up his son to sa- uh, save us. He already saved us. It just it just we are living in this sinful world, and mm-hmm. probably "sinful world" is not a not a best uh, word to use. But it is it is a it is a broken world because the uh, this when when God created this world, it was let's say pure white. Mm-hmm. Now it's just pretty much blackish, grayish. Yeah. Dirty, rag-ish world and that that's what we are living in. So it it help it'll help us to understand that that, that, that if help us it'll help us if we can understand that the uh, the God is somewhere somewhere in the scale of hundred. We are living in us somewhere in the scale of. What's the like lowest number to think of possible uh like point zero 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 one <laughs> or something yeah and it, it, it's it's that much gap as uh gap exists, but God came to us because he loves
1: us and he saved us, and he still yeah, i mean there the world is black, it's gray yeah. but i mean but it's white too, and I think I see the whiteness through Jesus. And yes. and he cares for us and like, and I and I, and I think like, if if G, the number one topic that Jesus talked the most about was the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven and what that what that is, is that Jesus brought the kingdom to earth through healing people, loving people, the message of the of the gospel, and one day he's going to recreate. The, the purity of heaven and earth again, and the kingdom will be the kingdom. And we don't know what that's going to look like. We don't know when or whatever, but he said he wanted us to be hopeful in that. And so if there was anybody that that could probably be the most hopeless person, it would be Jesus because he could actually see the intent of every human heart. So I, I wouldn't even like, could you imagine walking around the earth and seeing people's soul and heart and their mind? Like it's just, we're broken, right? But he seemed to be extremely, he wanted us to be extremely hopeful. And that's called the kingdom of God. And so if our hope is on this earth, and it was money or health or whatever it may be, um, I mean, we're going to be hopeless, right? Where there's like, But if your hope is in something that is, will, will last forever, and it's even beyond this world, man, I can live, I can get excited about that. And so I think, I think he wanted us to be excited about something that was coming this that's not completely here yet, um and that's called the kingdom of heaven
0: yeah it, it's in the perspective of eternity this this current world is very uh minuscule compared to the eternity um so 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 people who are out there like uh people who are out there wondering uh, listening to your story and uh, they they're interested in that peace that uh, that that Jesus can give you, and uh, how do they how do they find that peace? Well, how how did you give up control of your life to Jesus? It, it was through uh, it was through my through the c- conviction. Like you, I, I, I was once I once I knew who God was. Once I knew who Jesus was, who who he says who he was, who Jesus said who he was. I was able to uh let go of the control because I mean I still haven't fully let go of the control I I for sure I I, I confess that that I can confess that uh but but uh it's it is God we're talking about here we we're talking about eternity God uh, its creators it's 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 beyond my control like mm-hmm. I I compared to him I am like really, really nothing and and he was he he came to me and saved me, even though I am nothing i i, I, I do I do nothing but like defy him or fight him or being like, all the bad things and just he still loves me he still came here on the earth to save me. Was enough to uh, let go of trying to let go of the control or let go of the control, and sometimes I fight it back, kind of thing. In, in this situation, uh, and you got that by reading scriptures, yes. I th- there was I, before, before, uh, I was I, I did read scriptures, I was curious about God, I was curious about, curious about religions and stuff, so I. I read different things, and i read i read the bible and it was a whole bunch of nonsense i it just doesn't make any sense like it, mm-hmm. that story is so ridiculous so i'm like I don't understand it doesn't make any sense. I don't know why people believe this uh if i see um if I see a Christian like confessing like i i believe in like what is it creationism? Mm-hmm. I'm like, do you have a brain? <laughs> that that <laughs> yeah. was my yeah, that was my um. Now uh,
1: people are asking you, do you have a brain?
0: <laughs> That's a very good question, yeah. Uh, so but but once I once I once I, once I experienced God, once I once I was once I was convicted, when I after that, I
1: when, like God convinced you, right? Right, okay. I didn't,
0: yeah, it was. Yeah, once I, once I was convinced that the, the Bible came, the Bible made sense. Like it, whatever Jesus just said made sense. Mm-hmm. Well, still, not not all of them. I, I, some of them I still don't understand. Like I, but um, and it's hard to follow some of the things. Like it is really hard to follow. It really hard to sure yeah understand and stuff. Like because like he's he's gonna tell you. Like love your enemies kind of stuff. Like yeah. how do you do that? Sure. I, where do I begin? I don't I, I'm struggling with it. I I understand the concept of it. I, I don't know why he said that kind of thing, but I, it's it's really hard. Uh, but, but the but but the point is, yeah, the, I was able to let go of control because of my uh because I experienced God because I get to know Jesus, who who Jesus was and who he said he was. So
1: Yeah. yeah. So the the analytical conversion and the uh experiential conversion it's like they go hand in hand mm-hmm. and i think you like if he can convince us of the reality of who he is then it's much easier to to uh give up control you know and i and i think we need like the question i think you asked a minute ago was in these times coronavirus all the uncertainty how do you find peace and i would say that the answer is give up control of your life now there's some things we can't control wash your hands, uh, six feet apart. Uh, you know, like we can control these types of things and let's do that. But there's things we can't control, like when we're going to die. Um, just like the bigger things in life we have no control over. And I would say, if you want peace, then give up control of your life. And that's hard. That's really hard for us to do unless we're convinced of that. And that's the beautiful thing about Jesus is he's not going to force us. He's going to like, just show us, explain things to us and then let us decide if we wanna follow him or not. And so I was talking to a uh, a student of ours several years ago and uh, we'll call her uh, Sarah. And Sarah grew up in a like Christian home, uh, pretty dogmatic. Uh, She's kind of forced to believe some of these things and she got to college and she just wasn't having it. She didn't like, she didn't wanna believe it. She felt forced. Um, She ended up like um, developing severe depression drug addiction, some pretty severe things. And so she, she came to me just like looking for, for help. And I, we're just walking her through some things. I think she and I could connect a lot just with like former drug use and even depression for, for me um, in, the, in the past. And I just said, I said, hey, Sarah, what, what would it take for you to give up control of your life to, to Jesus? She said, what do you mean? I said, well, just think about if you took your whole life, your desires, your future, everything, and you were just going to like literally just offer it up to God and give it over to him and say, my entire life I'm going to put into your hands. How hard would that be? And she said, yeah, I can't do that. That'd be really hard. And I said, when, and he knows that I said but when you can give up control and when you can offer your life to him like that that's when you step into the kingdom of heaven so, said,
0: yeah it is a process it's yeah. a process, yeah, complete
1: yeah. process and so um I didn't see her for months maybe even a year and she texted me and said hey I, I need it I want to meet up again and um and she said that hey that that, that thing you encouraged me to do I finally did it She said, uh, I gave up my will, and I'm in. And she said, my life's different. And she said, but it took a long time for me to wrestle with God to figure out how do you give up control. And it's so encouraging, you know? And I just think we have to give the liberty to people to choose God or not, because I think Jesus gives us the liberty to choose Him or not. But when we do, He's trying to woo us with His love, and it's just absolutely life-changing and amazing. And so I think all of this is like, supernatural all of its subjective but at the same time like it's tangible because it's changed our lives and whatever happened 20 years ago five years ago whenever it may be it's affecting us today when in the coronavirus like it's all it's all the same And so if we want peace we want hope you got to give up control of your life
0: yeah that is, that, that is very true like without without Jesus in this situation I would, I would, I would take some drugs to get this out of the um, what is it, get this out of the um, situation get this out of this sadness or uncertainty uh, but it, I, I want to touch I want to touch that point that, uh, that, that, that about the dogmatic people like the Christians that are that are not very appealing uh, mm-hmm. to, uh, to 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 uh, to those who don't know Jesus and I, I'm confessing that I I may be one of those people I, I am not judging any of them I I I think we can all be yeah, dogmatic, I, yeah. judgmental people. So I mean, just it, just it is not my intention to be judgmental, but it, sure. it is. It, sometimes it comes out. So, sometimes, uh, uh, yeah. Sometimes, it, many times it comes out. Like, let's, let's be honest. Many times it comes out, and I say things or I do things that I'm I don't want to do. I don't. I shouldn't. I shouldn't do or I shouldn't say, and i just want you to know that i just want you to know that uh, that uh, that that i am a uh broken uh person that i that live in a broken world so i uh, even though yes i am a christian even though i know jesus I, I believe in jesus i follow jesus even even though all those are true I maybe come off as a uh, not so appealing, not so holy, not so whatever your envisioning Christians are, and I just want yeah. So my my point is that uh, it is we are we are just we are just like we are just like you. We are in a progress. We are, mm-hmm. we are in a progress of of, of getting closer to getting closer closer to where Jesus wants us to be and we're never going to get there in this world for, for I know that much but sure but uh everybody's uh, progress is different everybody's
1: um, uh we're still in process yes so um, we, need, we need some grace
0: yeah so um, the point is just forgive us <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely give us uh, yeah, give us give us, some, give us a little, little bit uh with a little bit more kind uh kind of uh, kind eyes and uh for uh, for uh for people out there if i if i ever offended you or if mm. i ever did anything bad to you i am sorry i deeply regret it i i every day it's a struggle for me every day i i regret it and uh, next day i Do something else or do the same thing and it just it is it is a struggle but but at the same time i i promise you i'm making a progress because my Mm -hmm. my it is uh, i'm rambling too much all right no
1: but i but i think i think you're onto something because Mm -hmm. like the like jesus said that they're going to know that you're my disciples if you love one another Mm -hmm. and he said the greatest command is love god and love people and he put i think he put that before us Cause he knew that was the hardest thing for us right, to do, right, yeah. like to love people is so hard, and that just takes time and process, you know. And we just need to give grace to each other as we try to perfect our love for for people. Um, yeah.
0: If anybody's interested, in, so if anybody's interested in uh, finding who Jesus is, what, what 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 should what should they do?
1: Uh, I think if you go find a Bible. Um, and read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and ask the question of if God were to come to earth, could this be Him? Um, investigate Jesus. Uh, get honest with your thoughts and find some people to process this with, maybe followers of Jesus that would help you, would let you process it without trying to force something down your throat, just would be a friend to you. And then uh, I think there's like, you know, obviously... There's, you know, maybe churches in the area that you could go to, and uh, find some people who love Jesus. So if still that doesn't work out,
0: because <laughs> I read, if, if I read, like I said, I read Bibles and it didn't really make any sense to me, and and I was I was alone, so I I, I wasn't really able to find anybody around me to who can pros, uh, who can help me process the Bible and right. I'm putting you on the spot, probably, but what uh, what should one do then?
1: Oh man, so it's it, like I wish there was a formula for this, right? <laughs> do the three steps to find Jesus. You know, it's like it's so personal, right? That I think the one thing we're gonna have to do to find Jesus is to be poor in spirit. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And to be poor in spirit means that your spirit is empty and bankrupt. That's not fun. <laughs> you know? And but if you you will never have your needs met unless you have a need. And so I think that's kind of how you at that point when you have a need, the Bible will make more sense. When you have a need, you'll go reach out to people. And I think I don't know how all that works, but it comes in the form of humility. And this is a personal thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, it,
1: but it's also a, a a community thing. I mean, like, surely there were people in your life. I know there were pe- people in your life from hearing your story that helped you find Jesus. Clearly, there were some people in my life, but I had to find this thing on my own. You know, I had to find him on my own. So,
0: yeah, it, it makes perfect sense because because uh, uh, I, I I was pretty uh, desperate to know to know the, actually the meaning of life and why, 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 why I need to leave, why I need to live kind of stuff. So uh, I think it it is actually perfect timing. Like this time, this uncertainty, this, 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 this this pandemic uh, gives us a perfect timing for somebody who's might have questioned and might have wondered, might have uh, pondered Uh, this This is, yeah, this, this, when we're desperate, when we, everyday life, you don't really think about this kind of things. You don't, you think about video games or cars or sports and whatever, whatever you think about, like careers and all that kind of stuff. But, But like right now we can pause, we can pause all that. And we can actually think about those things if, and if you are feeling uncertain if you are uh, uh, anxious if you th- this is this is perfect time to reach out because if you if you knock mm-hmm. he'll answer If yeah. you, if you ask he'll give it to you yeah, so absolutely this this is I, I strongly believe this is do not hesitate just this is the right time this right now is the perfect time for you to get to know who Jesus says and perfect time to get to know who the creator of this world is like you're you're loving god you're your savior your christ jesus
1: i was reading something recently uh, jesus says and uh, i think it's matthew six or seven Um, you know you know you know ask and the answer will be given to you you know seek and you'll find knock and the door will be open and he said like you you parents who know how to give good gifts to your kids. Um, like we know we know how to give good gifts to our kids. We want our kids to be happy. And he said, and and we're like flawed people. So he goes, You you people who are even evil and know how to give good gifts to your kids. How much more will God in heaven give good gifts to the people who ask? Right? And and Luke, the version of Luke says that you know, how much more Willing is is God to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him, and so I, I really just don't think God's playing hard to get. Like I think He's like just d- dying for us. Literally, He died for us, you know. So He's just wanting us. And so I think if we want to cry out to Him, if we want to ask Him, I think I think He's there.
0: Right. I I think I think it all connects. Like all the, all the things we talked about, like control the uh, the, uh, the what is it des- des- desperation. The all all the things like if you if you let go once you once you let go of your control like uh, like th- realize that realize that you you're placing in the universe like you are you are not you are not the creator you are not, you you can't control everything you can't there's even though who the who the who the richest person is uh, if you're if you're Jeff Jeff Bezos you can't. You still can't control anything—not everything. Sure. So it—you—you you, you let go of a control little by little, maybe, and you—you you ask, you—you you realize that you are—you are—you uh, are created. That you—you—you uh, you, you ask that question. You—you you let go, you, uh, invest, investigate from there. I, I start from there. That, I, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, you. Um, in all those comb- combination of things, and I'll, I'm sure you, if you have if you have failed before, if you if it if it didn't convict you before, this, uh, be- that might has to do with like you, your attitude toward it, your 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 pride, your your you're your, your trying to control you, that you not realizing who you are.
1: You, the, yeah I mean I didn't want anybody telling me what to do mm-hmm. I didn't want anybody controlling me like i didn't want I was in control of my own life, and it wasn't until my posture changed on that one that I was willing to kind of give that up right it just nobody wants that like everybody
0: thinks especially when you're young like you 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 think you're on top of the world I you, was invincible, you, yeah yeah I mean it's just uh, yeah. I mean, you, you got drugs, and you got <laughs> whatever, and you're happy. Yeah, life is good, and then that thing, especially drugs, like those kind of things, are just like like really shiny flash that flashes and goes away like really quick. It just
1: like, you, like within a couple hours, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so. You,
0: you can't really, if if your life, if, if you if you base your base, if you base your life on that, you. you that's that's not the that's not the way to live your life. I, I know I know that for sure. But if you if you anchor your life something permanent, some, something eternal, mm-hmm. that that'll give you peace and the uh, the joy that, that that God is more than happy to give you is is cannot cannot uh, what is it
1: cannot wait to wait to give you. Yeah, so, I mean Jesus said you either build your house on sand or rock. You you know, when you build it on sand, when hard times come, it's going to wash away. Build it on rock, it's going to stand. And I just think we need that. In today's time, people are looking for a foundation built on a rock because the whole world's almost sand, you know. And there's a lot of confidence. There's a lot of peace in a foundation that is unmovable. And hopefully people will seek that out. Can I say amen?
0: Yeah. Okay amen <laughs> all
1: right uh this
0: has been fun but it's it's definitely been fun uh, I, uh let me be i gotta be honest with it uh like peter is is my friend is this is our third time recording this third it's, time yeah first time we had started one mic audio was horrible so we uh with about about two mics and i we did it we did it again but only one of them was recording because i didn't know how to use the uh, program <laughs> This, time's this is a third term. A yeah. So I'm I I appreciate you very much for being my friend. I thank you for being here. And and if you uh, if 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 anybody's interested, uh especially college kids, you cause you doing a college
1: uh yeah ministry. Yeah, so our, our websites if I don't college you just do websites anymore. ClemsonBCM.org. You're probably on Instagram or something. Instagram is everything's clemsonbcm. Yeah. Okay. Instagram facebook um yeah so and then my contacts on our website so we'd love to connect with anybody
0: yeah I mean he's running a great uh very i've been there a few times and he's running a great uh, great ministry and so if you're a college kids, um if you want to uh meet some like great friends and um, that
1: i mean we're a mixed bag of all types of people yes, man yes, that's very true people yeah. that are uh completely sold out with Jesus people that are agnostic people are trying to figure it out we've tried to create a place that's from all walks of life
0: yeah so just feel free to feel free to stop by or feel free to reach out and just uh just test it out if you want to and just just reach out Um, well uh, thanks
1: Troy it's been awesome man
0: thank you very much